When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hey, everybody. Welcome to the next recap. Uh, so this is the uh, Bill of Rights recap, and I'm going to try and move as quickly as possible because uh, I think, like I told you, I get caught up and I like to talk about these things, and I start citing all these comp- these, these court cases, and it's just uh, I can I can talk a long time about the, uh, the Bill of Rights because it's, uh, it's interesting to me. Uh, and it's also important to me for you to know um, your rights um, as a citizen, um, especially as a young citizen, uh, to know, not you know, to know what can can happen and, and shouldn't happen and all those sorts of things. So uh, it's important for me to know, for you to know some of these things. All right. Uh, and then it's also important for the class because you do need to know. Um, I can't tell you how many people missed points on the FRQ just because they couldn't remember the Sixth Amendment last year. Um, literally, you just had to write six uh, because it asked which amendment does the, the right to lawyer because uh, it was dealing with the Gideon versus Wainwright case. And people wrote fifth. They every they wrote every amendment but the, the sixth a lot of times. So, uh, anyways, it, it is it, it is important. All right, so let's get going because I'm trying to keep another ten minutes and I'm already at only nine minutes left. So the first amendment does uh, five things. All right, so it's the big one. Uh, it is going to uh, give you the freedom of speech, the freedom of press, the freedom of religion, the freedom to assemble, and the freedom to petition. Okay, so the freedom of speech. Uh, remember, this was created, designed, whatever you want to call it, back in the day to allow us to criticize the government. Uh, that was the goal of this. It, it, it's kind of morphed into a, a much larger thing, and, and people um, have taken freedom of speech to be able to say whatever they want to, which isn't always you know, legal and not the case necessarily. Uh, but that's how people view it today. But it does allow us to criticize the government today as well. Okay, Freedom of religion, uh, big one. Uh, you know, we're allowed to worship how we want to. Remember, there are two clauses you got to know, the free exercise and the establishment clause. Free exercise is the one that allows you to worship how you want to. So whichever religion you choose to worship, whether it's one of the mainstream ones or whether it's some obscure, uh, crazy one or whatever it might be. Not to make fun of anybody's religion. Please don't think that. Um, but there are some some weird ones out there if you do some research. Uh, and I referenced the, the snake biting one um, you know, in, in class. Um, but you can worship how you want to. And that's free exercise. I remember Wisconsin versus Yoder is the one that kind of backed that up. Uh, but then there's also ones that deny it, Reynolds versus U.S. And here I go in court cases. I'm going to stop. Okay. Uh, the second was the Establishment Clause. Remember, it does two things. The Establishment Clause is going to say, first off, that the government will not create a religion. So there's never going to be a first church in the United States and you're forced to go to it. Okay. The second part of the Establishment Clause says that the federal government will not make laws, rules, policies, whatever, that favor one religion over the other. And that's a big one. Okay, because uh, there's no national religion here in America. We don't have one. Okay, and so you're allowed to worship how you want to, free exercise, and then you don't have to worry about the government, uh, both forcing you to make you go to a a church, you know, that you don't want to, or make a rule that that benefits your church over the other, or vice versa. Okay, Uh, freedom of press, once again, designed to uh, allow the, the press, free press, to write and talk and criticize the government, just like we're allowed to with free speech. Um, and 
it, it's important because the government, I mean, not the government, but the media needs to be able to let us know what's going on within the government. All right. Uh, and they should not fear repercussions. So for the most part, minus some national security issues, they can pretty much print what they want to. Now, they can't be telling non-truths. That's called libel and things like that. Um, so they can't do that kind of stuff. But as long as they're reporting the news, they're pretty safe. Okay. And then the right to assemble, you're allowed to peacefully assemble. And that's the key word there is peaceful assemble. Um, if it turns violent or something like that, that's when it's uh, able to be dispersed. And then the right to petition, uh, you can, you know, how uh, Jefferson wrote the grievances into the, into the Declaration of Independence. You can do something similar. Hey, I don't like the government doing this. And you could you know, create a petition to, to make changes and things like that. And you'd have to get people, you know, there's a, you have to get a ton of signatures. So it's not like, hey, let me get this guy from this one person to sign this. And then it is some kind of official document or whatever. Uh, you, you need lots and lots and lots of signatures. So uh, second amendment is the right to bear arms. Uh, pretty simple to understand, but pretty complicated uh, in today's society. So we're not going to get into the whole gun debate in this podcast. Uh, but you do have the right to bear arms. Uh, at the moment, okay. Uh, the Third Amendment is, at this point, in my opinion, really kind of useless. It's the no quartering of troops. You can't be forced to, to quarter troops. Uh, back in the day, the British could just roll up and they had a place to stay, and you had to, to give in and let them stay, let them stay with you. So, and feed them and, and do all that kind of stuff. Uh, not going to happen today. All right. The Fourth Amendment uh, and the Fourth Amendment, the fourth through eight, all deals with you know the the rights of the accused, um, your suspect, and you know, crime and all that sort of stuff. Uh, you have rights from the time you're a suspect all the way through your incarceration. All right. And those are the fourth through the eighth. So the fourth amendment is no unlawful search and seizure. Uh, this just means that the, the government, specifically law enforcement, cannot just come into your house, cannot just stop you uh, and search you without reason. Now, we said there's three ways they can search you. There's a search warrant, uh, which means they've gotten some kind of evidence they want to look for, and they've gotten documentation from the courts. They can have probable cause, which is when they are somewhere they are supposed to be, legally supposed to be, uh, and they can see, smell, whatever it might be, uh, something happening. Okay, And then they can ask your permission, and you can get permission. Uh, there's a lot more that goes into the, the search and seizure stuff, but in the essence of time, uh, we'll move forward. We went over it in great detail in class. So uh, if you want to talk about it, always you know, text email, Twitter, you know, um, K Daniels, AP Gov, and uh, we can talk about it that way, interact that way. All right. Uh, the Fifth Amendment. This is, so Fourth Amendment is you're a suspect. The Fifth Amendment, you've been arrested, okay? And the Fifth Amendment protects you from a couple of things. First off, uh, you don't have to testify against yourself. So you cannot be forced to testify against yourself. This is why you see in movies and TV shows people pleading the fifth. Uh, and that comes to also with the right to remain silent. You don't talk to the police. Okay. So if the police begin questioning you, your best bet is say, I want a lawyer. And then shut up. All right. Um, so no testifying against yourself. There's no, there's no double jeopardy as well. This is to keep the government from continuously trying you until they get an outcome that they want. So they can't find you not guilty. And then well, let's charge them again. Try again. And keep on doing that endlessly until they get you guilty. They can't do that. All right. Uh, you also, um, it's kind of random, but uh, eminent domain, um, they can take your property. Now, they have to give you a fair offer, and you can fight it. All right. But they can't invoke eminent domain if they really need or want your property. All right. The Sixth Amendment does a couple things. It is the right to a fair and speedy trial. So you're going to get a trial. Uh, and see a judge pretty quickly, and they're not going to throw you in jail, and you only, you know, and put you on the court date for 20 years from now. 
and it's not going to happen. All righty. Uh, you have a right to a lawyer. That comes from Gideon versus Wainwright, where it used to be only felon felonies got lawyers for free or everybody got a lawyer for a felony. Um, he was charged with a misdemeanor. Didn't get a lawyer, was found guilty, appealed. The Supreme Court said that everybody should get a lawyer. So that's why I say ask for a lawyer. All right. Uh, you get a jury. You're guaranteed to get a jury of your peers. Uh, you also get to confront witnesses. And when I say confront, that doesn't mean you get to go up and fight them, but you get to know who was a witness against you and you have the right to question them and things like that. And not necessarily you, but your lawyer. All right. Uh, the Seventh Amendment, this deals with juries as well. Uh, and it's in civil cases, over $20, you have a right to a jury trial. All right. So Seventh Amendment, you have a right to a jury trial in a civil case. And I told you the story of how my dad's estate was sued and we waived our right to a jury trial. Uh, the Eighth Amendment is cruel, unusual punishment. So a couple of things here. First off, the punishment must fit the crime. Um, you know, if you get caught stealing a, a pack of bubble gum from Kroger, uh, they're not going to put you in jail for, for 20 years. You know, this is not, not how that works. All right. Um, so punishment has to fit the crime. And then Typically, the, the one, the big one is going to be the you know death penalty, whether it's cruel and unusual. The Supreme Court has ruled that it is not, and it is fine to have. Um, the it varies from state to state. Some states have it, some states don't. So uh, it just depends. Uh, this also protects you once you're in jail as well. You know, just because you're in jail doesn't mean you lose your rights. You're still protected under the Eighth Amendment from cruel and unusual punishment. So they can't throw you in solitary and say, okay, you're going to stay here for five years. Yeah, that's that's not that's cruel and unusual. All right. And then finally is the Ninth and Tenth Amendment. The Ninth and Tenth Amendment uh, are kind of similar. The Ninth Amendment deals with citizens and the Tenth Amendment deals with states. Basically, they both say kind of the same thing for those groups. As long as the Constitution does not specifically deny you from doing something, then it's, the decisions are going to be left to you. So, for example, it doesn't say in the Constitution that citizens are allowed to travel about, go from place to place, you know, state to state, city to city, things like that, even abroad. But we can, all right? Uh, even though the Constitution does not say we can, it also doesn't say we can't. So we're kind of allowed to. Same thing for states. As long as it doesn't specifically say, hey, states, you can't do this, then the decisions are typically going to be left to the states and they're allowed to do it. That goes with the reserve powers, which you did with the clauses. Okay? There's my 10 minutes. There's the 10 amendments. Um, I think I might have just said amendments twice. I meant to say 10 minutes. And 10 amendments. I don't know what I said. All right. Uh, anyways, if you have questions or concerns about the, the, uh, the things there, as always, um, you know, text me, throw mine, uh, email, uh, interact on Twitter, KDanielsAPGov, and uh, we'll get it all sorted out. Uh, this was a very abridged version of the 10 amendments. So once again, if you have questions, feel free to ask me uh, whether you see me in class or uh, on social media, wherever you see me. All right, guys. Take care. Hope all is well. Bye-bye.